I went for my longest run to date today. Uh huh. And I get really like nauseous after long runs. Um, actually, you get nauseated. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's hard to like do you did you get that in like cross country where it's like i should eat but it just everything sounds really disgusting i never went to the big like we made a trough full of pasta you you can (laughs) do that if you want yeah i never did that so no that's also not good like i feel like they didn't i don't know if it was a like no one understood nutrition and everything but at least carbo, the DC Everest cross country and track team didn't understand nutrition. Come on, weakling. Carb up, bro. Yeah, eat a ton of Alfredo the night before. Put all this Alfredo in your body, dude. <laughs> yeah. You want it sloshing around when you're at... all these simple carbs. Yeah, <laughs> dude. You'll burn them while you're sleeping, but you'll feel bad the next day. Chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, it's so... Dairy, dairy, dairy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pillows on the Windows car. Yeah. A movie podcast. <clears throat> yes. My name's Tucker. Car, you're going to have to keep up with me today because I'm drinking <laughs> Mountain Dew Rice with Mental Boost. Yeah, I've had like minimal caffeine and stuff today, so you might have to... My you know. brain is firing at a million thoughts a minute. <laughs> That's awesome. You should watch Limitless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk is but nothing to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> car yes real quick can i just say okay. i am so ready for motorcycles to be electric so i don't have to hear freaking motorcycles <laughs> all the time i know i've talked about this before on here yes what the hell is up with motorcycles dude here's the thing they can make motorcycles electric but the people riding them are not gonna get electric motorcycles right but you'll have to because we're all dying otherwise right well we're all just gonna die I won't have to hear motorcycles. I'd rather die than get an electric motorcycle. (laughs) Don't tread on me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Carl, what movies have we been watching? Uh, So we can't start with anime? (laughs) We can always start with anime. Okay, let's start with anime. Okay, we watched The Wind Rises. Yeah. Our Ghibli journey is almost done. That's so sad. All the people who were making these movies are now dying or very old. Or the semi-disgraced sons of the (laughs) old people. (laughs) Gotta earn their keep by making mediocre anime movies. What's the story with um, the guy who made Only Yesterday? Uh, He made the next movie we're going to watch and then he died. Oh, no. (laughs) Yep. Oh. So. Yeesh. I was thinking about that. Like... Dude was obviously extremely talented, but his career was only yesterday and a movie about raccoons. Like, that's his lifetime. I don't know. He's made some other good movies. Whatever. Has he made outside of the Ghibli system? He did, I think. But I don't think it was. It was back in, like, the 70s. I don't think oh, it's okay. like a... But anyway, we're not even talking about him. We're talking about our old friend. Yeah. Miyazaki Sr. Yes. Um... This is the first movie out of the, like, however many, like, 20-something movies we watched Mm -hmm. um, that made me like planes, I guess. Aww. Which feels big. Like, like, now they're killing people. Awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, this one, like, I think they did. There's a lot of stuff that's, like, pretty incredible about this movie, I think. But the way that they depict flight sure. and airplanes and just, like, motion from wind, I think is really incredible and, like, easy to get on board with and excited about. What direction would you say the wind is traveling in? It's rising. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Like our life or whatever. Yeah. Poetry. <coughs> Art. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't like it. I don't know. Whatever. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. What really didn't you quiet. like about it? Uh, I'm so freaking tired of these motorcycles, but I'm also sick of <laughs> Miyazaki's little uh, affectations in his movies that having seen non Miyazaki movies, it turns out are just affectations that Miyazaki puts in his movies. You know, like what outside of the planes? Um, just the way characters move and are drawn. And mm. he's like, here's my 10 faces I put in all my movies. And here yeah. they are again. And everybody's got this really <clears throat> weird posture where they like have their hands balled into a fist, but their fist is like sticking out at a 45 degree angle. So everybody looks like a petulant child the entire movie. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, that and the tongue sticking out. Sure. The, those two get me and I, I get what you mean. What's the tongue sticking out? I don't think I know what. I don't know if it's like maybe a larger anime thing, but like whenever kids are angry, they bring one eye down. They're like, yeah. mm, yep, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I think that's a broader anime. Okay. Uh, I don't really like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there aren't many children in this movie, thankfully. That's true. And that is good, I think. Yeah. Like this, this is an entirely adult movie in a way that I really like. I, uh, Okay. I don't want to spend this whole conversation just like arguing uh, just because I don't like the movie. But yes, I get what you're yeah. saying. Like it, it, I think you could watch it as a kid, but it, yeah. the themes are entirely adult. I oh, think totally. aside yeah. from maybe just like dreams are nice like that. I guess that's universal, but everything else feels pretty adult. Right. This yeah. is not childhood whimsy, magical creatures. No, movie. not at all. Which I think is co- like... A, I guess there are other Miyazakis that like don't deal with that so much, but I think it is cool that like this movie exists entirely outside of one of his like main things that he seems to care about a lot. Yeah. Biopic is an interesting turn. Right. Not an interesting movie, but an interesting I completely disagree. I think (laughs) like, (laughs) I think it could be an entirely un or like mostly uninteresting and like straightforward biopic, but I love Love, love all of the dream sequences and stuff. I think that stuff is so cool and fun. Yes. Yeah. Especially the first one, because it's so unexpected that it's just like this like weird meta dream sequence where they're like, we're in a dream and we might as well be talking about the fact that we're in a movie together and blah, 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 blah. And it's really cool. And then they kind of do that again a couple of times throughout the movie. Yeah, I like the one of my favorite moments in the movie that's just like fun and cute is I think it's like maybe in the middle one of the dream sequences and it's what's the Italian guy's name? Like sure. Caproni or something, whatever. Uh, all of his family are there. And like he's like, let me introduce you to my family. And the main character like buttons his suit and it's so Aww. cute. Like I love the idea that Aww. they're like maintaining polite society even in like this crazy fantasy dream world. And I just, I, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I like how it plays out. Like I like how it ends up 
yielding his inspiration for like the aircrafts themselves and like how he's working through things in his dreams and stuff like that's all very interesting and cool i think of course yeah and I, to be completely honest with you car for the first half of this movie i was like begrudgingly accepting that it was a really good movie <laughs> and then i just didn't like the second half of the movie at all i thought it was bad so okay. i was like okay whew, i was right see i liked the second half more like i liked when it became about him and his wife Mm-mm. more Mm-mm. i like the i don't love like once you know, the tuberculosis is getting like really bad i guess sure but the romance okay my favorite part of the movie i guess in general is like <laughs> okay. the chunk at the hotel um okay. when it's them sort of like courting each other and there's the german guy helping things along like i kind of wish the entire movie was there yeah. um it's so like fun and playful and sweet um which i guess is like more middle than end but yeah sure. i i like that part a lot but don't you feel like i feel like that part accentuated the fact that the main character really has no flaws and no uh interesting characteristics other than that like i think miyazaki thinks that if you're really good at something that makes you interesting on like a fundamental level and i don't think that's true in the context of a two-hour biopic i think like i was thinking about that too like he kind of has no personality besides like liking flight i guess um (laughs) and being smart but it does feel like true to life in some way. Like not every person has like a standout terrible thing about them. Like he's arguably pretty aloof and like sure. <laughs> unaware of things and doesn't always get, I think like, I don't know, aloof, I guess is really the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't like need to, I think, have some outstanding bad quality or anything. Like he's just like sort of a nerdy guy who is nice overall, I think. And, like that's kind of fine. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. But we are yeah. talking about an actual person. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to speak out of my butt here. But my understanding is that the tragic wife backstory isn't real and was taken from a book. Uh, so you're like introducing this aspect to this character which i didn't find all that interesting while also portraying him in this like very soft like affectionate light i don't know it's this weird i guess we're just so trained by like rock and roll biopics to just be like (laughs) and here's their downfall you know right yeah yeah, yeah. and that never really (laughs) happens it's just like i love my wife and bad things are happening but golly i'm gonna keep trying yeah so yeah yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think there is interesting stuff there where it's like, I, but part of the end or the like latter part of the movie that I really like is the relationship between his sister and his wife mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like how much the sister cares for her. Um, and like that moment of confrontation when it's like she's alone all day and like yeah. <laughs> she's dying and that sucks for her. And it's like, it may be true that like they need a, or they want every second together and maybe she wouldn't want anything else, but that's like not deeply enough examined by him. I don't think to like believe a hundred percent that that's the case, that like this is her ideal outcome or something. Right. Um, so I think like they're hinting at complexity there, but it's like way it's like layers blow, I think. Yeah. That's how I feel about the movie. I think like the interesting stuff is down there. Yeah. Uh, it's not really the point of the movie though. I think like, I just, I just think there's too much affection for the subject matter or something. It doesn't really, 
I think when he's young and he's trying to make it in the industry, there's like this tension, there's this energy mm-hmm. to it. Once he's established and everyone just thinks he's really good at designing airplanes, it's like they need to have the wife story happening because otherwise there's no story to tell, really. He's just making yeah. airplanes. Yeah, it is interesting because like they're in the first half of the movie, there's not even like a... There's no examination of his personal life at all, except for, like, going home sometimes. And it's, like, it could totally exist without any of that. Like, the movie could essentially just end a lot earlier. Boy, I could say that about every movie ever made, Carl. (laughs) 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 What did you think of the uh, sound effects in the dream sequences being people? And some in the not dream sequences. What do you mean? It was like all mouth noises. It was weird. Oh, seriously? Like yeah. the whistling and stuff? It was like swoosh. <laughs> oh, I love... Well, so I didn't know it was people, but I loved. Like really, really loved. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. <laughs> affectations, car. I don't know. It's all affectation. There's no substance yeah. to it. I don't know. Well, like every time... Every time that a plane would... Swoosh. Like go overhead. I, I really like that sound a lot. And like that yeah. stood out to me. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. And like compare this to... Porco Rosso, as far mm-hmm. as like portraying flight, right? I think this is way better. Yeah, and it's like so tangible, and I think they do a really good job showing the one sequence where the pilot has to um, like parachute out of the plane, and like yeah. they do a good job of showing that like the main character is like semi traumatized by that, and yeah. like always has that in mind, and I think that's really helpful. Whereas in like Porco Rosso, it's like. There's people going down willy-nilly and, like, none of it seems to actually matter, which is, like, maybe true for the characters, but, like, doesn't help care about what's happening in the sky. I also thought of, um, beloved, uh, uh, Jesus, uh, the Tom Cruise flying movie. (laughs) (laughs) War of the Worlds. No. (laughs) Days of Thunder. No. No. God. Uh, <laughs> Top Gun, Top Gun. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's an, a, an example of like flight sequences that look beautiful but don't mean anything. And I feel like it, this one does like both pretty and uh, easy to track and like care about really sure. well. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, you can think that, Car. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Sure. I'm entitled to my opinion. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Do you think there was anybody at Ghibli that would just like he would come in and say, I want to make a movie about planes? And they'd say, well, no, (laughs) (laughs) you've already done that. Do we know what the last or the next one coming out in like 2023 is about? Planes. Is it? No, but yes. (laughs) Okay. Just roll with this. It will be about. I think it's about a caterpillar to be completely honest. No, don't do that. Yes. No. Yes, I love that. No, they've already done small creature in world of yeah, big but people. caterpillar is so cute. Oh my god, Kemushi <laughs> means furry insect. Car. What's up? Are we done with the wind rises? I guess so. There's a possibility um, that we could never have to watch another Miyazaki movie. I don't like that possibility. Okay. What were you going to say? Um, I did want to say one more thing. I really, really like, it might be the same dream sequence as the other one I mentioned, but 
when he sees like the plane that's entirely nondescript and it's like clear that that like mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's filling the void of what his vision is yes. that's really really cool and i love yes. how that looks and i love how it looks like the plane that he ends up designing like all of that is so cool i agree but then you have scene of the pilot running up to him after he actually designs the plane. He says, my God, this is the best plane anyone's ever created. It's true. You are a genius. End movie. Yes. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's not what humanity's about, man. Humanity's about struggling to make a plane and it's bad. <laughs> John Krasinski couldn't make this beautiful yeah, I, plane. Okay. Number one, I don't need that character. And number two, okay. I don't need John Krasinski. John Krasinski is so cool. <sighs> He's just a bro. He's just like, dude, yeah. put down your fish bones. <laughs> I rewatched the Connor O'Malley, uh, Marge Joker skit. Good. Um, and the Jack Ryan references are really good. Is that a skit? Doesn't that go on for like 40 minutes or something crazy? <laughs> no, it's like 10. Okay. Is that where he's like biking around at night? And like, yes. Okay. But then at the end, he like green screens himself as the joker in the joker movie (laughs) that's why joker is a good good. movie because the character has flaws yeah okay (laughs) this is these really are like antithetical movies they're so yeah what a thing to say car what else do you want (laughs) broke back um yeah, yeah yeah yep okay yeah, this is a lovely movie. Lovely is a weird word, I guess. It's okay. very good. Okay. Oh. What else did we watch? Oh my god. <laughs> uh I don't know. Can we can we do a can we do something for this podcast card? What's that? Can we just acknowledge that it would be easier to talk about movies if we could just spoil things and just put a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode where we say we're going to talk about spoilery things. I think this movie has been out long enough that it's okay to spoil. I know, but I want to talk about every movie. It just feels weird that we have to like talk around the thing we're talking about. Well, we don't always. I think it's like there's a good sense of when it matters a lot and when it doesn't matter so much. Okay. I think. Okay. And I think like even so I have like desperately tried to avoid spoilers about this movie like since it came out in mm-hmm. whatever 2006 and I still knew the ending. So like sure. I don't know. It I think it's out there. But you're just inflicting that upon the world then. You're just yeah. spreading the world. Let's <laughs> assuming the world is listening to this. <laughs> they are. Uh, okay. I got so many emails. Let me Yeah. Why is Carly so hirsute? <laughs> Asks Glenn from Florida. Hey, Glenn. Are you going to answer the question? I don't know. Okay. Well, this is a movie about cowboys. Car, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was really wonderful. Like I herders, I guess. Yes. I feel like I like slash love just about everything in it. Like, I love the way it starts out and like how... Like, they're just, they don't care about setup or anything. And I think that's, like, the perfect way to introduce the characters and the situation they're in. I mean, like, it's so, I don't know, like, been said a million times, but Heath Ledger is just, like, stunning in this movie and in general. And, like, I think I've only seen him as, oh, no, I've seen Brothers Grimm. But I think I've only seen him in that and the Joker, which feels crazy. And like, (laughs) this feels like I unlocked uh, 
understanding what type of actor he actually was. What about a movie where he's singing on a uh, football field? Uh, she's All That? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's on my list of movies for us to watch. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, no! It's true. I love Heath Ledger. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. He's in 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, well, I've seen the one where he sings on the football field. Okay. I don't think you've seen She's All That. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I might have. Also, okay, so I read your IMDb review, or not yes. IMDb, Letterboxd review. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I don't associate with that filth. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, before I watched it, so like yeah. I was aware of that. Yeah. And like, let me bounce something off you. Okay, hit me. It feels like I should have watched this on a like, VHS. Like, I kind of mm-hmm, want mm-hmm, the quality mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, just be mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Carly, we have never been more on the same page <laughs> than we are right now. <laughs> It's got such VHS vibes. Yep. You want yeah. your built-in combo DVD and VHS player on your TV. Yeah. And you pop that sucker in. Yep, I'm with you. Because it was like, there is this frustrating thing of like, there's these beautiful vistas and scenes and everything. And like, it just, it feels like it must have been so, so, so different to see it in a theater than like mm-hmm. how I'm watching it now. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather embrace like the cozy vibes and like have sure. it be slightly worse quality and like fuzzier and stuff. Um, That's the thing. Being like this a, weird like in between space. A VHS isn't going to be worse in the way that like a DVD is worse than a Blu-ray. It's going to be worse right. in the way that it's just softer. It's just. Right. I don't know. There's We've lost something, I think. Well, I think we're, yeah, I mean, we have, unless you, like, get 4K or something. I don't know. But I, like, I paid money to watch this movie. Like, I rented it, and in my mind, that should give me the best possible quality, you know, and it just looked like I was watching a DVD or something. It just didn't work Well, it's not going to give you the best, like, right? It's just going to give you, like, 1080p or whatever. But even that just didn't look that good. I don't know. It it didn't... It didn't have that filmic quality that you can tell. Like, I, I even looked up on IMDb because I was like, oh, this must be an example of like early digital filmmaking going bad or something. Mm. But no, it was shot on film and I just mm. watched a bad digital transfer of this movie, which sucks. Yeah, there's something it doesn't like I would, I think, be able to guess that it was shot on film. But it, it there's something strange about it. And I don't know mm. if it's just a transfer or what, but like yeah. it. A lot of times you can tell and you can't 100% tell with this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because it is a very good looking movie. Like it's Yes, gorgeous. it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I love so much the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's parents' house at the end. It's so incredible. Oh my looking. God. Yeah. Yeah. I like that was one of those of like, I functionally love how that looks like Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. everything being whitewashed and there's just something so i think they did a great great job of landing all of the emotion of that by like decorating that set that way Mm -hmm. like when he goes up to the room oh my god like i could cry right now it's just like so like the objects that they put in the room and the way that he like interacts with them like it's just Whoever, yeah, whoever was responsible for decorating that set, like, deserves an Oscar. That's Good incredible. Good job. Yeah. I think they stopped doing that category, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So, this movie mm-hmm. can be important, mm-hmm. and the ending can be soul-crushing, mm-hmm. 
And I think I can still be frustrated that it's basically like we were just talking about the same structure as like a rock star biopic where it's like the good times at the beginning and then there's the long trail downward and then it ends in tragedy, but there's a little bit of upswing at the end. And it's like, I would put that more in the lane of like romantic drama than Mm. rock star biopic. Like it does follow a structure for sure. Yeah. Um, but it is like, and I think there's also like a fair comparisons with like just about every LGBT movie out there. Like I thought a lot about portrait of a lady on fire Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. It doesn't end in the same type of tragedy, but like similarly ends <laughs> in a really tragic way, I guess, yeah. which is like accurate, like for the time of both of these movies. Like it, it doesn't yeah. feel like a stretch for both of those things to happen. Sure. Um, but you. Yeah, I think even without having the spoilers, you sort of know where it's going the entire time. Yeah. But I They're just, not going to be happy together. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I like I think it's really interesting that the very traditionally masculine imagery becomes like this escape for them. And then you have like all Mm -hmm. these scenes with women that are very like stifling and uncomfortable. But the fact that so much of this movie is those like stifling, just like obviously these relationships aren't working very well. Mm -hmm. Like, just give me the first half hour forever. Please. But that can't be it. Like, know, the point is that they, like, especially Heath Ledger's character, like, chose. Yeah. For a million reasons, he chose not for that to be his life. And, like, right. who knows if it could have actually been better, but that wasn't yeah. the road they went down. So <laughs> no, it's terrible I, and tragic. I don't think you need all of this justification to drive that point home. Like, I just think, like, I really think from, like, the end of their first job together to like that conversation they have, like their last big conversation. I just wasn't that interested in it. I just didn't think it was like great filmmaker or anything. Like it's telling a story. I get it. It's part yeah. of this arc. Uh, but the first half hour and the last half hour, I think were the parts I liked of this movie. I mean, like I agree. Like the, the bookends are the best part, but I think there's like a, a lot of cool it's interesting to get to know them separately and like what their lives are when they're only seeing each other like a, what a couple times a year or something is the yeah, idea. Once or twice, yeah. Yeah, like the way that like Jake Gyllenhaal's family life, though it's not happy, is like so extremely different than um Heath Ledger's family life. And like yeah. I think they do I think Michelle Williams and Anne Hathaway are like both great in this movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think like mm-hmm. Even though it's stifling, giving them the space to, like, understand what those relationships are, especially on the Michelle Williams end, I thought was really good. Um, And I think the Heath Ledger and his daughter stuff is phenomenal. That's probably actually the other, like, big favorite part. Hmm. I'm with you. I can see you. Great cast in general. Like every time, because you know the main characters and I knew Michelle Williams and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. But then, yeah, you get like Linda Cardellini, you get Kate Mara, you get <laughs> your guy, David Harbour. Yeah, I wasn't so Ferris. excited when that happened. <laughs> yeah. It's could... so crazy because this is 15 years ago and he looks exactly <laughs> the same. If I could never see him in a movie again, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Can we make that happen? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I mean, that scene is really, really good, though. Like, sure. uh, and the way that it comes back at the end, I thought was like, I don't know, very yeah. moving. 
Yeah. I thought the last, just like the last, you know, the last, the very end was yeah. like the best, uh, like portrayal of that emotion I can think of in yeah. film that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, like, a, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like the most profound sadness. Like, it's just like a tragic life. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah, he never got to be happy, save for a few moments. And like, right. and now it's that will forever. probably be true for <laughs> his rest of his life. Like, it's just awful. I yeah, know. this movie kind of ruined the rest of my day. I was like, I watched this in the morning <laughs> yeah. and the rest of the day I was just kind of like, huh. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> what did you think of the soundtrack? I loved it so much. Okay. Really, really did. How about you? The main theme is really, really good. I think it's maybe a little overbearing. Mm. in total the whole soundtrack where it's just like it's just you wouldn't make a soundtrack like this anymore you know no you would just let scenes happen you wouldn't have like dramatic swelling sad music happening you know it yeah i'm trying is it a lot of guitar is that the yeah it's like very okay. like slide guitar kind of like like kind of like a rustic but yeah. cinematic kind of thing going on yeah i feel like i say this once an episode but would love yeah. to see this in a theater like a, sure I, between the sound and the visuals, I feel like that would be incredible. I agree. Yeah. But that's not the world we live in. You have to watch it on your stupid TV box, <laughs> 1080p. They're, they're they're just giving you numbers and you don't even know what they mean, but they want you to keep buying. No, I don't. I also, numbers. on certain websites, okay. people are listing that. that. Was big. Okay. <laughs> And they're lying half the time. Like what in the title mean? of the thing of the file, they're lying half I the see. time where you click into it. And then it's like, actually like they'll say 720, but it's actually 1080 and reverse. And like, I just, I don't know who's ever naming this stuff needs to. I feel like we shouldn't have had this conversation on <laughs> air, but I, uh, I understand. I'm going to, I'm talking about window. Netflix. You keep talking about your illegal. Pirate I'm talking rooms. about Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay. Car. I'll be right back. You keep talking about Netflix. Mm. Hulu. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Uh, I surfed through Netflix yesterday and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> Are you doing another one? What's that? Another Mountain Dew? No, I was closing a window. No, you just opened a can. No, I didn't. I was saying sh- S Club 7, bring it all back. Are you sure you didn't just open a can? I'm just addicted to Mountain well, Dew Rocks. Okay. Look for it. <laughs> Send me a photo of your table or desk afterward. Okay. Eve's Bayou car? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say. I'm sorry. Um, I think Linda Cardellini is really good. Of course, she always is. Yeah, she always is. Freaks and geeks, hello. That's her. Hello. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's probably about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Carter. <laughs> Eve's Bayou. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this right. is such a crazy. I had, I didn't know anything about this movie. Let me just say. Yeah. Nineties movie about yes. memory and mm-hmm. or coming of age. Yes. Wheelhouse. Hello. Pillows on the windows. Hello. (laughs) Here it is. This movie 
it, there's so much bad stuff happening in it, but it's so cozy. <laughs> it's not that cozy. It is bad stuff happening. I know, but like the way it's shot and the way it looks and yeah. the environment and everything. I got like the only true comparison I could make was Big Fish. I mean, it had vibes of that. Uh, yes. Um, Ethan Hawke freaking Great Expectations. Yep. Movie we yep, watched, yep. 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 I think this movie looks better than that, but that's just me. It's a super different style. Sure. Not everything was green. That's true. <laughs> this looks like it took place somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, in a world. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Ethan Hawke isn't there, so that's a plus. Uh, hey! Hey, this is a crazy movie about... It is! F- family. I guess, yeah. It, I mean, There's it is, it on. is. Yes, it feels... I mean, like, the main thing, I guess, is about the dad. But, like, yeah, yeah. there's, like, 50,000 things going on in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And it's not uh, it's not afraid to go down some rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. And I meant that in a stylistic way, but it's also true of, like, the plot and what's happening and the character motivations and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh but at, at its core, it's like a very 90s, just like family drama down south. I don't know. It's not an easy movie to describe, I guess. I mean, it is like fundamentally, yeah, like a southern family drama in what, the 60s? Yep. Down south. So Old like that girl. is entirely true. And then there's just like a huge chunk of this movie that is like mystical. Yes. And that's like fundamental to the movie. And I think is. Really, really, really cool and super yeah. well done. But you could also go in or go through it being like, it, it's not the the mysticism part of it isn't so key that it feels like it's actually happening if you don't want it to be. Like you could kind of you could mental gymnastics your way out of there being any of that in this movie. Oh, absolutely! Like it's not like things are like floating across the room or like I don't know what. But the, <laughs> yeah, it. it it, there's like everything can be practically explained. But you could also be like, no, <laughs> other things yeah. are happening in this movie, uh, which is all kind of to talk around just very serious, realistic, you know, character moments that happen. And like yeah. the growing up of these two young girls and just I mean, really, it's about kind of seeing the world for what it really is or like uh but it also has to do with memory and like how generational memory is a thing and just mm-hmm. like god there's a lot i don't know this was a really cool movie i thought <laughs> yeah was it was a on. really cool movie yeah. i like i i think the movie is way more fun is a weird word like yeah. i like the movie way more if you like choose to engage with the mystical stuff like i yeah. think my overall favorite like side plot is with the aunt i like yeah. debbie morgan is amazing yeah. and i feel like it, the first time i noticed her was uh love and basketball and oh, yeah. yeah and like i i mean her face is just like the perfect face for an actor like she's so yeah. expressive and interesting yeah. and i think she's stellar in this movie and like when her new uh like boyfriend comes along i love that part of the movie i think yeah. it's so good yep yeah. he's good at drawing her also or mm-hmm. painting her um 
And you get like Samuel L. Jackson, but in kind of like actorly mode, which is really cool, mm-hmm. where he's not like so amplified. And I don't know. I just picture Pulp Fiction, but he can also like act as a normal person and just be this terrible father figure. Yeah. Or was Yeah, he? and I think, like, yeah, they do a good job. Like, he's obviously pretty reprehensible in the way that he's treating his family. Yes. But I think they do a really good job of also, like, he's, like, humanizing him or, like, not just making it, like, a, as clear-cut as, like, he's the worst person in the world. Right. I think especially with one of the final scenes, like, they hammer that home. But I think yeah. both through his performance and the script itself, they do a great job with that. He has a conscience somewhere in there. Yeah. That he's right. working through. Uh, such a good. Uh, I love the way the opening scene feels like kids at an adult's party. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. I love that. That's my aesthetic is kids at an adult party. <laughs> when she goes in, in the barn and like obviously bad things ha- or barn or whatever it was. Yeah. But like that feels very kids party too. of just like, I yeah. got to kind of get out of here. Yeah. Like, this is too much. Just, yeah. And now it's way more. Oh, no. yeah. 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 But like all the uh, use of uh, black and white mm-hmm. imagery is amazing. I thought very uncanny, very, uh, it looks affected in a way that is unique i think it's very cool to look at yeah i was thinking about like how any other movie would do this and like how any other movie has done it which is just to like blow it out and make it super like fuzzy yep and to do the exact right exactly to do the like exact opposite of that and have it be way more effective is so cool and interesting and it like i i I think like if i was the director i would never think of that even you know what i mean like it feels so weird for mm, like the future and the past and memory and stuff to be portrayed in that way totally and very like layered and kind of doing very quick cuts but not in a very uh generic way like it's very Mm -hmm. effective um i just i am always really curious to see how memory can be portrayed in this way and i think this is a really standout example of that yeah, I mean, it's good, but it's also just like, thank God people aren't all doing the same thing. Yeah, because that get gets old. so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I hate the shifty, uh, like how Harry Potter does it, where it's yeah. kind of like tilting the the image, so everything's yeah. like, like that's not what my memory looks like, dude. No, it looks a lot yeah. closer to this than it does to <laughs> yeah. the pensive or whatever. Yeah, so. that is cool though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would really highly recommend this movie. I thought it was, um, like really, I think they land the ending. It's really poignant at the end. Mm-hmm. There's some ambiguity there. That's really nice. I thought like very, uh, not just that it's ambiguous, but that the characters, you're kind of left with the characters as far mm-hmm. as having to make up your own mind about what happened type of thing. Yeah. I think that's the perfect ending where it's like, that is how it goes of like when something big and bad happens, yep. you can't be as aware as like what it would be like to watch something back. Like it's, it's just like everything happens at once and it's scary. And you, especially when you're a kid, like yep. how are you supposed to process any of that? It, yeah, I think that's perfect. And the sisters have been kind of fighting, but then they just have this moment mm-hmm. of like recognizing that their sisters and people and <laughs> and their dad is yeah <laughs> and their dad is a scumbag and yeah. so yep yeah 
I, yeah, I think also the woman who plays the older sister or girl at the time, I guess, is yeah. really, really incredible. Just yes. like a crazy good kid performance. Right. Because that's a very uh, specific time in that character's life that you're trying mm-hmm. to portray. She's not just a kid. Right. Good movie car. Yeah, absolutely. I thought. Eve's Bayou. Yes. I liked, I really liked uh, when a thing happened in the third act, let's say, and there's the train going past and that was kind mm-hmm. of like portrayed, I think, the first time it was like this memory, but then you realize it was kind of like this look forward. I guess at some point in the movie, I just realized that, oh, this girl can like see things. And yeah. I realized they tell you that, but I didn't know if that was something you were supposed to know through the whole movie or if they just bring it up for like my benefit because I didn't realize that. But at some point, I just didn't like, get it till later either. OK. Yeah. Because her her aunt passed that to her. Or yeah. Whatever was going on. I love the fortune teller lady. Yeah, she's so good. That was awesome. Yeah. It, and that also harkened back to uh, Big Fish for me, where it's sure. like <clears throat> when she's. When she thinks that uh, the little girl is like just one of the neighborhoods, neighborhood kids bothering her, and like there is some truth to, yeah, she's like, I don't know, she's a port, she's a psychic, I guess is maybe the right word, sure. I don't know, um, but she's also not like a witch or something, you know, yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah, I think that's all really interesting and cool. That's one of my favorite uh, in Big Fish when, uh, speaking of like memory and stuff like, like that portrayal on film, when the which house becomes the witch house or whatever happens. There. Yeah. And they kind of acknowledge that it doesn't make any sense, but they're just like, this is how we remembered it. This is how this worked in this story. I'm telling. I love that crap. Yeah. Give that to me. Yeah. Nom, Big nom, Fish nom, is nom. incredible. Yeah, yeah. I got to do a rewatch soon. It's so good. Car. I watched it maybe a year ago and it was so good. Yeah, it is so good. Okay. What else have okay. you been watching car? Um, that to me, she, yeah. Don't think I went. Oh no, my phone is dead, so I'm gonna have to. Uh oh. Uh, remember. Uh oh. Um. Okay, I watched Test Pattern. Okay. Which came out last year, I think, but is only available now, so I can count it as a 2021. Okay. Um. And we'll yeah, the gist of it. <laughs> the gist of it is there's this interracial couple and. The woman is raped and they have to go find a rape kit. And so it it has some of the like never really sometimes always like a woman trying to just like get through all of the obstacles that are faced when you're doing something that's like in, I guess, the women's health realm. Yeah, that's super, super effective. But this movie is like so it's such a good examination of both like a uh, relationship, like the first, most of the first like half of the movie, I want to say is just sort of their love story and how they met and like how well they connect. And you start to get like these interesting seeds of um, maybe some problems in their relationship. Um, and then it just does this incredible job of examining how two people with like very different societal experiences would approach something like this and like how that can like really break down a relationship. Like I've never seen a movie do such a good job at showing the thing where it's like, um, 
when something really bad happens, I feel like sometimes the people you're closest to it like that's the most difficult like or that's where you're experiencing the most sadness or something hmm. um and they do a really good job of showing like they're just not able to connect like they're not yeah. able to get on the same page they're not able to understand each other or like cheer each other up or help each other like it's just so it's on it like <laughs> The movie is devastating the entire way through. Like, it's okay. just like, it's obviously terrible what happens to this woman, but like the relationship, you're just seeing something fall apart in like kind of the most realistic way possible. Yeah. And it's both because of who they are as people and because of the fact that like, yeah, this is a white man who has no understanding of like her experiences or any like, or the way these situations often go. Um. Yeah, I was, like, blown away by it. It's, like, super interestingly styled, and I don't know. I Yeah, I thought it was extremely, extremely good. Do you ever just not want to watch a movie about people's relationship falling apart? Um, Where it's just yeah. like, I know this movie's good, <laughs> but I just don't want to watch this right now. Yeah, it is. I Like, it... Yeah, it... I didn't expect it to end as sad as it did, I guess. Oh, like, <laughs> I thought cool. it was going to be like, even if what happens over the course of the movie is sad, I thought it would be like, there's like maybe, maybe like hints at life getting better and it just doesn't at all. Yeah. And it was like one of the more shocking, like nothing at the end there's no big thing that happens at the end, but I was flabbergasted at how dismal it was. Like, it was oh just God. like, yeah, I the, like the credits rolled and I was like, that's it. Like, I can't. <laughs> give me more. Give me an upswing here. I really thought there would be any not at all. Like, yep. it, which is like realistic, I guess, but really hard to deal with. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. Tough. Huh? Yeah. This sounds like fun, Carl. What's the name of that movie? <laughs> yeah, it is a really good movie. And, like, it's not... Like, I, because you do get to experience the their love story, like, a yeah. lot of the beginning is really fun and sweet and nice. And, like, it, it... I think it just does a good job at exploring, like, some of the more complex things that a movie could explore. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting. It sounds like... Uh... You like it, right? Like it's a good movie. Oh, absolutely! I yeah. really, really liked it, and I, yeah. it, I like haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Like, hmm. and particularly in the way that it shows a relationship. I think, like, yeah, something falling apart that way is just seems super, super realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, are you hurt deep inside? Is this a no. cry for help? No. All these movies about. <laughs> bad things happening to good people yeah i think i watched something else oh well no okay i watched mm. another one um taken i've seen before yeah. car <laughs> yeah. we were so very close to watching taken last night are you serious not knowing that you would watch taken <laughs> we were at the library <laughs> and the entire taken series was staring us at the face in the face, even. Yeah. And we ended up going with Donnie Darko, but uh, we were this That's close. That's bonkers. This very close to watching Taken. It's also fun that you guys went to the library. I know. Yeah. Do you get any good books? Yeah. Like what? 
Um, I got this uh, manga artist did this three part series. I think it's three parts series of Japanese history starting like the 20s through Ooh. the end of World War Two, I think. And it's really, really good so far. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, so, you know, but anyway, we were going to watch Taken. Car, how's Taken? I haven't seen yeah, Taken. Yeah, so I've seen Taken before. Uh, like, around when it came out, I think. Yeah. And, like, processed it as, like, a dark action movie. <laughs> Which, hold, yeah, that's true. Like, okay. that was what okay. it was. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's like, that's just the truth, man. That's just life. It's this tough thing where it is, like, I would say a pretty knockout action movie. Like, sure. A lot of the sequences are so good. Neeson is really good in it. Like you, you get the like violence that they're inflicting throughout. But then it's also like really tough. Like, hmm. uh, do you know where? Like, what the? Please don't spoil Taken uh, for me. Okay, mm, I won't. Okay, um, but. <laughs> You the can. stuff, well, okay, I I don't think it's a spoiler, but, like, the daughter gets taken by human <sighs> traffickers. Right. I knew that, yes. Yeah, and you see so much of it in a way that, like, I was trying to think how different this is than other action movies. And, like, I feel like a lot of times the threat is both a little bit sort of farther back. Yeah. And not societal. So, like, sure. it's, like it's oftentimes, yeah, it's like this one woman Hans Ruber. is being kidnapped by this one bad guy. And, like, bad stuff might happen to her. And that's enough to, like, get the movie going. Like, like you it, can totally critique that, critique that as event. a structure <laughs> as well. But this is, like, you're just seeing all of these women in the darkest. Hmm. Uh, reality possible. Like, it's yeah. just, it's horrible. Right. And they show it being horrible. Well, it is a U2 concert, right? <laughs> That's other crazy. <laughs> I like, I know this was made like, what are, like 15 years ago or something, but that sure. still feels out that's of touch. Still, yeah, that's still, yeah. That was never <laughs> and will never be the case, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, because it's like, okay, so he's going to save his daughter, but. There's all these women, like, I don't know. Right, you're not, you're not stopping the problem, Liam Neeson. You're getting no, your and back. he doesn't seem to want to. Like, yeah. I get and it, like, he fair. wants to save his daughter, and that's fair. But it's also, like, yeah, he's, like, just running through buildings full of these women. And it's, yeah. like... <laughs> Where's my daughter? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It, like, it, it leaves a pretty bad taste in your mouth, I think, sure. where it's just, like, I don't know if this should be a movie. Um, Car. Yeah. I implore you to watch Black Widow 2021. Why am I forgetting what Black Widow is? As the, oh, uh, yeah. So I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah how yeah. it ends. Yeah. And how it begins. Cool. Yep. What if we fictionalized human trafficking to yeah. be part of Marvel Comics and Jesus. we had a slowed down, sad version of Smells Like Teen Spirit playing in the background? Jesus, that's... Wouldn't that be kind of cool? No, that's the opposite of cool. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Taken isn't so outdated because we're still doing this car yeah. in the worst it, ways. Like, it's a fun movie. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I don't know. I think they could have... roller coaster. ...cut out some of the stuff and still had it be a really cool action movie. 
Sure. Yeah. Do you wish it was just personal? Like, oh no, this one thing happened. I mean, like it. So I was thinking about that, and it does. The threat feels extremely real in a way that, like, a lot of times it doesn't in these yeah. movies. Like, both because you know there's not going to be a super sad ending, like he's going to save whoever he's trying to save. Um, but also because, yeah, it's just like this vague something yeah. bad might happen, but like <gasps> you're seeing like the bad version of what's <sighs> happening, and like I don't know, yeah. That is one of the concepts that feels the weirdest that they made it into a franchise with three movies. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I can't imagine what happens in two. His wife, I think, gets kidnapped. Oh, Jesus Christ. If you can believe your eyes and ears. Yeah. Um, I might watch the rest of them, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, there are, some of the sequences are like the best action stuff I can think sure. of. It's really effective. I'm with you. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any Liam Neeson in his like later day action phase. I haven't seen any of that crap where he's fighting wolves or whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I like this one stands out in Widows. He's super, super good in. I haven't seen that either. I saw him in the Christmas movie where his son gets a drum set. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah. Car, what else you've been watching, dude? I think that. I mean, I have no way of checking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that could you're be so it. like you're so you're so helpless without your yeah phone. I you're am like, I'm like I a, don't know what movies I've watched <laughs> I feel like there is one other one but Suicide Squad oh I did watch it thank you I watched Clerks. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad okay um kind of a low star rating from you car yeah, I mean, it's just, not I very give everything good. everything four and a half stars. Only <laughs> yeah, gave yeah, the Suicide yeah, yeah, Squad yeah, yeah, two yeah. and a half stars. Yeah, it's not very good. Okay. Um, It's fun. That's what I mean. Like, I had a fun enough time watching it. I think the villain is kind of fun. I like villains. Um, Some of the style choices are fun. I like fun. And they are, like, he's sort of gesturing at... Um, like an interesting topic in a way that no superhero movies seem to do. Like he's essentially, sorry, I got the burps from my seltzer. Um, yeah, he's essentially like getting at like, is the U S bad? Which is like such a, like teenage boy thought, but (laughs) what's his face? (laughs) Superman movie guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like, like, there are merits to it for sure. I haven't seen the original one, so I can't compare the two. Yeah. But this seems like probably better, I would guess. Um, rough, rough, uh, rough appraisal we got going on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then there's also just like, I don't like James Gunn. That's fair, dude. Stuff. That's like, very fair. I don't I saw Guardians of the Galaxy and there's so many parallels between this and Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy is probably one of my least favorite Marvel movies I've seen. Okay. I don't like his shtick. (laughs) Yeah. Two is even worse. I I don't like his shtick of like fun songs and cute animal talking. And like there's totally both of those things in this. Yeah. Okay. The shark is kind of funny. Like that's the problem, right? Is like I'm not immune. I <sighs> I feel like you're I grappling know. with your own humanity during this description, <laughs> Car. You're like 
do can I like talking shark man? I can, but I can also think that it's like such an easy ploy for laughs and it's stupid. Okay. Um I think that's probably it. Okay. You really yeah. like it? You recommend it to everyone? <laughs> Marvel's reign of terror is over because now we have the Suicide Squad. Okay, I would still rather watch this 50 times and watch like a Marvel movie. It's so mean because first of all, that's not true. And second of all, there's so many great Marvel movies. Um, there's, um, there's, um, Iron Man. I've seen. Hmm. Okay, and I like good. Yeah. I think you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that. I think that's okay. it. I watched a lot of Love Island. How's that going? How's our it's boy? It's really good. What's his face? Uh, Chugs. Chugs, yeah. Chugs got voted off like a me. No. <laughs> he's immortalized forever in the thumbnail of that one episode. Yeah, he's not good. Um, okay. Yeah, there's some really good personalities on this one. Like, oh, there's good. this one. Like Chugs. <laughs> there's this one couple that, like, I would love to be friends with in real life. And it feels like that's hard to come by in a reality show. Like, mm-hmm. they're often mm-hmm. so just like. They're here to win, not to make friends. And, like, they're just such fundamentally different people than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) But, like, these two people seem like not, still not people I would normally hang out with, but, like, people I would like to hang out with, which is fun. Absolutely. Um, I started watching, there's an Unseen Bits episode, which is where they just show, like, all the stuff that didn't make it to the actual broadcast for the week. Oh, my God. Okay. and I like haven't watched these before because I was like, I'm watching enough of this. But then I really wanted to watch one last night and I was caught up. So I had to watch it. And um, there's this. OK, so basically there's this. I'm so sorry, but I'm going to talk about this. There's this okay. new girl who joined the villa like maybe a week or two ago. And she's like beautiful and she's a medical student and she's an ultra marathoner. I was like. These guys are crazy if they don't just, like, immediately try and date this girl. And, like, people really weren't. And I was like, what's going on here? And then uh, in a clip in Unseen Bits, she talks about how she's <laughs> she's super <laughs> she's super attracted to Boris Johnson and thinks he's sweet and stuff. Aww. And it's just, like, a room full of people being, like, shocked and dismayed. And it well, he's, all made sense. She's not saying she agrees with his politics. She's saying he's a big, <laughs> yeah. lovable teddy bear man. No, that's okay. That is literally like, well, she doesn't say that I don't agree with his politics stuff. And I think yeah. we can infer that she does. But she okay. essentially says the big, lovable teddy bear part, which is I, crazy. In a, in a show with a man named Chugs on it. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about political affiliation. It doesn't seem like. I would like. think that, but like people were giving her flack, uh, like in I response. Know, they I were know. like, you sound insane. Like, uh, yeah. they. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I think they're all, plus like everyone is probably 85% doing this to like become Instagram famous afterwards. And I no. think, well, of course. Okay. And I think like everyone's smart enough to not want to align themselves with that sort of rhetoric because <laughs> it could hurt their careers. I think you're being generous, but I understand. Yeah. God, uh, that's how Love path. Island is going. Do you think Chugs is on Instagram right now? Instagram Live or whatever it's called? Doing, like, One of the guys who I really hate uh, who got kicked off, finally, thank God, mm-hmm. has just been like a going crazy on the Instagram lives, just like trashing everyone and stuff. He sucks so much. What a jerk. 
Yeah. When do they? He was Chugs's friend from oh, home. We're all Chugs's friend. <laughs> yeah. When do they just uh, connect the dots and we just get like Instagram Live, the reality television show where it's like these fourteen Instagram Live people in a room. I think that's probably happened already. Like airing on Instagram or airing on TV. Airing on TV, where like the whole thing is they're trying to be Instagram famous. That's essentially the circle. Okay. Which I also watched. Oh, okay. Yeah. The circle, they don't get to see each other. They're just chatting. So there's like catfish and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Car, I don't know what I don't know. Car. (laughs) Yes. Come back to the light, dude. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's cooler here. Tell me about what you watch. Oh, well, I watched Remaking the Legend, Halo 2 Anniversary, and I know you're... <laughs> What's going on with the Halo content? Well, I'm absorbing every single piece of Halo media that's ever been released. For any reason? But a new one's coming out, and I want to be current. And I'll tell you what, Car. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Halo all that much, but the Halo fiction is actually very interesting, and you wouldn't know it because half of all the books are just like, and then the gun shot at the aliens, it exploded. Wait, so you're saying the books are bad or good? The books are generally good, but I think they felt the need, because we're talking about like 2005-ish. I I think they felt the need to make them violent and have action set pieces every so often so that kids would read them or something. Are they for kids? I think so. Huh. But the, the science fiction, I mean, within the realm of science fiction paperbacks... I think the science fiction is actually really interesting and fun. Hmm. And they always just like smush it under all this crap. But <laughs> but anyway, I watched an hour long thing about them remaking Halo 2. And the only thing I want to say is it's just really cool to see. I mean, this is this is propaganda. This is that Taylor Swift documentary. It's just like, look at how cool we are. But it's cool to see a bunch of people who would never otherwise be on camera who are very passionate about a project, just be able to talk about their project and be like, we we tried really hard and we think it's really cool. And then John Mayer comes up. What? In a really interesting context. But uh, yeah. Well, you got to tell me. Well, the guy who did the soundtrack is really cool. And he's talking about they got Steve Vai into the guitar. And he's like, and I'm just going to drop a little nugget of knowledge. John Mayer did some guitar for the game and they didn't credit him at all because he just wanted to be able to tell his friends that he did guitar on the Halo game. That John Mayer. is the most John Mayer thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. <laughs> so that was cool. Wait, okay, okay. Also, can you say what's going on with the remaking of? Oh, that's that's Legion car. That's that is video games. Video games are constantly regurgitating themselves in a really gross uh, manner where all they do is they take the old games and they put them out as a new game that you spend sixty dollars on. I didn't know that. But the Halo stuff is actually or at least Halo 2 is interesting because they actually went back and like redid the whole thing and it's way better now. And that never happens. So that was cool. <sighs> So why do they redo it? They just try to make the graphics better? Yeah. Because this oh. is a 20 year old game at this point. So it's like, here it is. Newish. Is it like you. the Lion King? 2019? Yeah. Actually, yes, but better instead of much worse. Yeah. So. Do they ever know. change the like plot line? Nope. Nope. Okay. Halo 2 sucks anyway. So it doesn't matter. Halo 2 is bad. But the books are fun. Anyway, I watched 42nd Street. 
What's that? That is a movie from the 30s uh, about okay, my favorite. Okay, film buff. <laughs> yeah, so I have a question for you, Kari. What's that? I think, and tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You and I in society kind of give old movies a break, you know, like maybe this isn't as good as a newer movie, but, you know, I'm going to cut it some slack because it's an older movie, right? I would say I don't, but I think society does. Okay. Well, then that ruins the question I was going to ask you. So uh, 42nd Street is pretty (laughs) good. What's the question? I was just going to ask if you cut more slack the further back in time you go. Oh, I think I'm... I just don't really like old movies all that. Okay, much. that's fine. Um, because I think a lot of times they're boring and bad. I think that about a lot of new movies as well. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- it's just the thing of like I kind of trust people to tell me like the twenty ones that I have to watch because they matter. See, I hate and that. like I'll do that. I can yeah. get that done in my lifetime. Right. I have no interest in like watching the bad ones. Not even the bad ones, honestly. Like some of the good the ones too. Like ones. I could die without ever seeing a Charlie Chaplin movie, and I would be satisfied. But they're like twenty minutes long, dude. Too long. Okay, all right. Well, you might not like Forty Second Street, but I actually <laughs> thought it was really good. So okay, tell me more. Uh, it is very witty. The dialogue is very witty in a way I did not expect, and which feels very modern to me. Hmm. Like the women. There's these two uh, women, they're like friends. Because the whole thing is they're putting on a show. The director needs to put on a show because it's the depression. And he's like out of money, I think, is the idea. And he's like, I got to put on one more show. Um, So it's like this casting call happening. The basic plot is that the lady who's going to be the main star of the show hurts herself right before the show goes on. So they have to use the fill-in, like the... Uh, understudy instead and there's all kinds of like romantic tension happening between these two women and the men in their lives and such uh but you just have like these uh you know like chorus girls like the they're doing all the auditions and everything and there's just all this like really catty but like really fun kind of like put down talk going on between these women towards like other women and men and it's just a lot of fun and it feels huh. it, it doesn't feel like other <laughs> It doesn't feel like uh, Animal Crackers or something where it's just like, this is comedy from 100 years ago. It just feels yeah. like fun, <laughs> sarcasm stuff happening. I like it That's a lot. fun. But uh, otherwise, I think it's notable just because it looks gorgeous because the, I think the director was a really famous cinematographer at the time. And he does some amazing stuff that still looks fantastic today, hmm. 100 years later or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, there is, like, stuff that's intrinsically, like, the showmanship of, like, I would guess that type of movie is yeah. pretty incredible. Like, uh, just thinking of other movies that are, like, about the performing arts and stuff, like, yeah. what they're able to do there is so inspiring and crazy and, like, so different than how those things are handled today. Like, that is, I guess, like, a realm of older movies that, it feels like always pay off or at least all yeah. the ones I've seen. Yeah. I usually like it when it's about a stage play or something or like a musical right. they're putting on. I don't know. There's a lot of those. So for some reason, but yeah. uh, no 42nd street, I really, really had a great time with it. Who's in it. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, I'll tell you. Thanks. Letterboxd. Why <laughs> Dick Powell, of course. Anyway, oh. I also, uh, I started watching, 
see what I did was I went on HBO Max and I went to the uh, Turner Classic Movies and I put it to mm-hmm. A to Z because I was dog sitting all week and wasn't working. So I was just sitting in a house, you know. It sounds so nice. You start to lose your mind after a little bit though, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I was going in alphabetical order. So the next up was the 47 Ronin, which was a Japanese movie from the early 40s. That's four hours long. Oh, Didn't no. make it through that one. No, Didn't no, no. Didn't make it through that movie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I felt bad. I wish I could cut that part out of my brain that makes me feel yeah. bad for not finishing terrible four-hour-long Japanese dramas. Yeah. I like My thing is always just like, what if it's not bad? It was bad, though. <laughs> okay. Then I, I think did, it's fine. Enough people had said, hey, this is actually pretty bad, that I was like, okay. Oh, okay. I'm good. I, it's more so for me when it's like, this is a known good thing, and I'm just not patient. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my pop screen just broke. Everything's fine. Your pop screen? Pay no attention. Oh my god, the whole thing fell apart. That's fine. I'll just hold it like this. Anyway, I also watched <laughs> Malcolm and Marie, and I thought it was absolutely terrible. Car, thoughts? Yeah, that seems fair. Oh my god. <laughs> Beyond just it being a terrible movie, the scene where he's eating mac and cheese, and all it is is very closely mic'd him chewing sounds. <laughs> yeah. Marie, Marie, you know what? Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I can't believe he was able to make that movie. Like, I can't believe no one just stood, stepped in and was like, no, this isn't, no one needs this, dude. Stop making this movie. It is funny, too, that, like, it was so, it's so clearly a play at trying to get awards and stuff. And then it yeah. was just, like, absolutely shut out for the most part. It, it's so crazy that, like, uh, I hate to just throw this out here and not actually have anything interesting to say about, but just that he's a white man making this movie is just insane. Yeah. Just, I, but it, I think that's also like the only mind. lens in which the movie becomes interesting is yeah. like all of the metatextual stuff about it. Like that stuff, I think, is fascinating, and like it, that's more of like a psychological study of this guy than um, about the movie, I guess. But. Yeah. I think that does lend itself to like a lot more intrigue and everything. I just feel like maybe if he had more of a career before this, this would be more interesting, but it just seems like he had like, well, he had like assassination nation and that was what led to this, but that's like two movies, you know? Well, and euphoria. I don't think like we can discount the enormity of euphoria and like how much people love it and stuff. I guess so. But this doesn't make me want to watch euphoria. I can tell you that much. It's euphoria is entirely different. Sure. Awful. Yeah. It's just so boring, too. It's just, like, not a good movie. It's pretty movie. boring. Like, I I do like how the movie looks, and I think... Like, I feel like John David Washington has the hardest job of, like... I think people gave him crap for his performance, but I think he did a pretty good performance for, like, a really bad script. Yeah. I also think Zendaya was good. Sure, but it doesn't matter, you know. At the end of the yeah. day, it doesn't matter. It could have been the best performances of all time. It doesn't yeah. matter. I it's just, just I guess, I movie. mean to say, like, I think they both do a good job of like making this the least hacky that it could be. It's so hacky, Lou. Yeah, it's 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 pure hack. <laughs> Mister Robot in stores now. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so that was Malcolm and Marie. I got okay. two more. I watched the first half of Donnie Darko. Why not the second half? 
Um, because we paused it to like both get a drink and then we just never finished the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so read into that what you will. Well, I, were I, you enjoying it? It's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan going in. I've seen it like 10 years ago. This mm. was my second watch and I was just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. There is something to it. It has a nice style to it. It's it, Absolutely. I don't I I know there's this uh strain of thought where people just like completely discount this movie as being like hackery of, you know, early like American Beauty esque, like suburbia is dark and creepy. You know. Oh, I think it's better than that. No, I do too, but I think people yeah. say that about this movie and I can see where they're coming from. But I think this is also unfairly maligned with like Dudes who think they're interesting like this movie oh, totally. or something. Yeah, it's like Reddit r slash film details. It's like, did you know Jake Jonah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. But I just, I do think it's just like a good movie. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, it feels like there's a lot of unfair stuff up against it. We're hitting the, uh, we need to determine the best Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I know. I was thinking a lot about that. Unintentionally. Did I, I don't think, two? so I sort of. I did a run through of the filmography. We haven't yeah. seen enough to do this. Really? Yeah. Okay. We haven't seen Prince of Persia. <laughs> End of Watch I haven't seen. Uh, sure. Jarhead I haven't seen. Sure, sure. The one where there's the forest fire and he's sad. No, I love that movie. Okay. I was thinking about that a lot in Brokeback Mountain. Like, it, Sure. I, I, he golf, is extremely good in that movie. I made it about 15 minutes into that movie and turned it off. <sighs> I'm sorry. Just wasn't feeling a car. You know? S-M-D-H. I don't think that was during the Pillows on the Windows era, so I didn't feel uh, any guilt about it. I wasn't like, I don't need to talk about this movie. I just don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I, that's the one that I've seen like probably four or five times. Nice. I really, really like that movie. Carrie Mulligan in that movie is like... Of course. Mind-blowingly good. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Carrie Mulligan, I also started the Aqua... Taupe on White Sands, it might be what called. What the heck are you talking about? It's one of the summer 2021 anime shows. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best reaction to that news <laughs> anyone could ever <laughs> hope to come up with. Uh, <laughs> oh. Is there actually any connection there? Did you just say that there was? No, she's not involved, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> Maybe when the dub comes out, she'll be the penguin or whatever. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's all right. Anime is weird, car. Yeah. Because I want to, I want to watch more anime. But then you look at, like, I went to, because I subscribed to Crunchyroll in order to watch the Aquatope on White Sands, wow. of course. And I went to Letterbox, and I'm like, okay, Letterbox, show me the best things on Crunchyroll. And it's Death Note. And then you look, and Death Note is a thousand minutes long. And it's like, when am I supposed Ugh. to watch this? I needed to have been no. watching this as a teenager until now, and that's not going to happen. Right. So now I can never watch Death Note because it's a thousand minutes long. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know how people do this. They're like, I binged Death Note. Like, what are you talking about? How do you do that? I mean, how exciting is it? Is it fun? It's apparently the best anime on <laughs> Crunchyroll is Death but Note. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's fun, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know much about Death Note. I just know uh, people yeah. like it. But like, I, it just feels impenetrable. Like this entire medium yeah. just feels impenetrable because everything is like a sequel to itself or it's like referencing yeah. past works. And it's like, 
am I going to go back and watch, you know, three seasons of this 80s anime so I can understand the <laughs> 90s anime that led to the current anime? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, I can't. It's craziness. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like no, there's like myanimelist.com where it's like, okay, I want to know what a good anime is. But it's like this really insular community where they think something is good, but then you look into it and it's about like, you know, a man trying to date a girl or something. And it's like, yeah. okay, why is this the one you think is the good one? And yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it fascinates me and it also repulses me in equal measure. And, uh. The one that I'm watching is fine. It's about a girl who works at an aquarium. That's kind of fun. And it, it feels like that fun. would lend itself to good visuals. Absolutely. And it's very low key and it's not pervy in the way that a lot of anime is. That really turns me off of those animes. And it's just like, we're having fun at an aquarium, but also life lessons. Oh, that sounds really nice, actually. I know. My uh, favorite yeah. anime of all time is Silver Spoon, which is about a young man who is having trouble at home so he goes to agricultural college and uh, learns how to run a farm and uh i could just watch slice of life agricultural yeah. anime for the rest of my gosh darn life car yeah I, like i don't know if it's like as obvious as just like where or things we grew up in slight proximity to but like okay. farming the straight yeah. story I feel like, yeah, like, uh, only yesterday, like, sure. it, I don't know if it's just like the desire for like simplicity or something, but it is funny that that pops up a lot. No, I, I have a lot of, I had at some points in my life considered looking into like farming or something. I mean, yeah. that's never going to happen. It's a pipe stream. Like nobody is a farmer now. <laughs> it yeah. <seems> like, <laughs> I am or at least to, it doesn't yield the results it used to. Hey, oh, yield. Yeah, very good. Pearl Jam. No, I don't like uh, I am drawn to that world, even if it's in a very only yesterday way of like, yeah, I'm just a tourist in this way that people spend their entire lives and suffer through. And it's like, that movie's oh, so fun. freaking good. Yeah. I don't I think I've ever seen a movie do that in that way. Like, I feel like yeah. I've seen media where it's like oh someone goes to a farm they're a real dummy about it yep that's what's but this is like <laughs> someone with pure intentions but also yeah. still not able to fathom what it's like to do this for the rest of your life right to have self-awareness of that yeah that problem with the your way of thinking and not knowing right. what to do with it and then at the end it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it all works itself out yeah in the end so yeah. that's good yeah I don't know, Cara. I feel like we're uh, with the end of our Ghibli thing just around the corner. I feel like you're almost free of anime for the rest of your life. Like you never need to care about it again. <laughs> um, I'm not drawn to it, to be fair. I hear you. Me either. Yeah. Generally. I just, well, I mean, like, I don't like animation all that much. Yeah. Yeah. So I... And I feel like I am letting myself care less and less about it. Like, it always yeah. felt like I would need, in, probably because <laughs> things matter less now. Like, I was thinking the other avenue that, like, I've consumed most of this stuff is Pixar. Yeah. But, like, both I just don't care as much or, like, want to care as much now. And yeah. they're just, like, less special now, it feels like. So, I don't have to. 
I don't have to watch Luca or Onward or any of those other ones. But those are like the two that I think are actually okay. Yeah, but if they're only okay, like why am I gonna? I don't know. Um, that's a fair question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we just don't get. It's so much harder to see the creator in these projects than it used to be. And I might just be talking with rose tinted glasses on, but it just feels like even the best of these movies are just by committee. They're just like, we have a lot of processing power and a lot of time and a lot of people, and we can make really good looking CG. And these are the three stories we tell and we'll just keep cycling through that. And the imagery will keep getting better. But I also feel like, isn't it true that until like, not like super recently, but semi recently, like all Disney movies had like six directors. Like that's true. It was by committee, and then there's like the Brad Bird era, I guess, of like yes. an auteur comes along and like makes a few movies that are distinctly them. But like right. that felt like a pretty, or like overall, that seems like a pretty short amount of time. Yep, where that was fair. the case. That's very fair. But you also had like, uh, and this is not maybe a positive example, but you had Don Bluth who had Mm. a very specific style. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, maybe he should have brought more people in to uh, (laughs) found some ideas off. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, and I don't know the inside workings of that, but you know, land before time feels more like, like uh, someone talking, like it feels more like a conversation with the audience than, stuff but i could just be a 30 year old man trying to watch kids movies and get anything out of it and failing i have such a fear about like going back and watching like yeah the limb before time or something where i'm so afraid it's just like not gonna feel like anything or like not measure up to what i remember i guess yeah don't do that car (laughs) pro tip Everybody at home, if you have nostalgic feelings about something, never revisit it because it will never be what you think it was. Yeah, that's fair. I've learned this lesson many times in my life. It never works out. I'll just let them remake a live action version that I'll love that. Of the land before time. (laughs) It's like Seth Rogen as Sarah. Yeah. Seth Rogen in Donnie Darko in a bit part. Really? Young Seth Rogen. That's fun. Wait, so how's Hall in it? We didn't really crack uh, that. Not very good. I don't know. Yeah. He, he had, looks so different. Like, yeah. it's so funny because he he's such a boyish looking person. Yeah. So it's funny that when he was actually like a youth, yeah. he doesn't look like he does now at all. No, he looks weird. Yeah. He looks like he looks older then than he does now. Yeah, right. What's he looks so young and broke back. He does. Yeah. I don't think that's his best performance. I think Keith Ledger is so good that it maybe yeah. steals some of the thunder. Uh, but I think Jake Gyllenhaal's done better work elsewhere. I think that's true. I think he also like he played the part in the right way. It just like yeah. it, it's not the same part as uh, what's that guy's name? Ennis? Ennis Enos. Delmar? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great name also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the Heath Ledger, uh, the strength of that performance is just towards the end when he is so good at portraying a broken old man. Yeah. Just like, you know, nothing. Oh, God, the on. Kate Mara scene with him is just so. The who? The Kate Mara scene. The what? 
I don't know what that means. With his daughter in the trailer. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, that's so good. And sad. I turned it off before that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure it was really good. <laughs> what if, like, I finally found out you never watch any of these movies and you just... Like, <laughs> I just had, like, Wikipedia open during yeah. this podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, when... Ennis returns 20 years later to yeah. the fishing spot. Yeah, I You like read, like, the Roger... Roger Ebert review and just, I just kind like, of skim it. Yeah, I read the comments. <laughs> yeah. That's why we no. can't do any new movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we watching next week? You tell me, dude. We're gonna watch Debs. 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 I know what Debs is. Is that the cheerleaders? Yeah. Dude, I'm into it. Yeah. I, I chose it because the girl who plays Cicely, Cecily, the older sister in yes, Use by You, yes. <laughs> um, is, I think, one of the Debs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Speaking of not knowing how to say things, my pick is, I, I'm going to feel so bad when I butcher the name of this movie. <laughs> Kayaniskatsi? No idea. K-O-Y-A-A-N-I-S-Q-A-T-S-I? That's so easy to pronounce. <laughs> oh, can I ask you? Uh, I've always wanted to watch this movie since I was like what is 12. It? Uh, it's like a documentary where it's just a lot of uh, extremely good looking footage. And Philip Glass did the soundtrack Ooh. back in the early 80s. And it's supposed to be like amazing. So I've always cool. wanted to see it. But I think that's going to bring us back to our conversation of like, this probably looked a lot better projected on film in a theater hmm. when it came out. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's okay. I don't know what the next Ghibli is. Why, it's the Princess Kaguya, I believe. Okay. Which I've already seen. <gasps> you know what, Car? What? You know, I could not be less excited for the movie after this. And I don't know why, and I don't know anything about the movie, but I hate the title so much that I just don't want to watch the movie. Is that the bad one? No, I don't think so. It's just called Marnie Was There, and I'm like, I don't want to watch a two-hour Ghibli movie called Marnie Was There. What if that's the new Only Yesterday? What it's if you not. just like fall it's in love It's definitely with it? not. <laughs> you could be wrong. Car, it's just not. <laughs> you could be totally wrong. It sucks that they did so many book adaptations. Why? Because it's not what they're good at. Mm. The best Ghibli movies are not based on books. And then they did a ton of book adaptations. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Hmm. They're not good at adapting books into film, I don't think. Yeah. Why do they keep doing it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> don't yell at me. Cut it out. Stop. Okay. Well, Carl, see you next time. Okay. I hope you have a beautiful time. Oh, thank you. Next time, talk about Halo a little bit less, okay?